재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 I'm Lisa Kelly filling in for Kurt while he's away. It's Saturday, which means it's time for Freshly Served. Our segment this season, where we put a spotlight on lifestyle and leisure trends that are on the rise. For that, we're joined by Dustin Wessa. He's a chef and expert on Korean namul. He cooks, brews, forages, not necessarily in that order, sometimes altogether. Welcome, Dustin. Good morning. <laughs> Dust in the wind. I don't know why I always want to sing that when you're around. Yeah, I play that song often. All right. Well, I heard that you wanted to talk about... I feel like you kind of freshly plucked this topic for me for some reason. You know, I've I've been... Okay, so we're going to talk about mukbang, mukbang, right? Mukbang. Mm -hmm. And it's been around for a while, and I've recently just started watching a few of them. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if I can get into it. And I, I think, I think you're, you're more experienced than I am. I'm just like, what is this? How, mm. how do people get into just watching other people eat? Well, you know, the trend is so huge now, not just with mukbang, but they've got all sorts of, uh, just a couple of days ago on the show, we talked about kongbang, where they just literally sit there and watch a person turning pages and reading and studying and maybe highlighting. So you're watching someone studying. Hmm. And, I guess on the facade, on the outside, you could think, is that all you have to do? Maybe you have nothing to do. That's sad. But if you look deeper into this trend, I think you'll see lots of layers in this culture. If I could, if I could get someone else to study for me, that'd be great. Sure. <laughs> I agree with you on that one. Now, I think also you have to look at Korea as a, a culture in unity. Very trendy. Agree? Yeah, and trends pop up, and it's, you know... And pop down. Yeah, it's a flash in the fire pan every, every three right. months. And it's, it, it's not just trends, but food is also a trend. You'll see, you know, for example, when I was younger, we had p u l t a k which is fire chicken. Right. It showed up, it got really popular, and then it was on every street. And then within a year or two, it disappeared. Mm-hmm. And now it's almost hard to find. You have to just find it on a menu uh, where they have many other dishes. Or in a package of ramen. <laughs> then I remember, you know, for a while, you could probably see jimtak everywhere for about a year. And then it kind of went back into whatnot. So, I mean, I think you see different trends of food popping up and then lots of franchises everywhere. And then it'll disappear and a new trend will appear. Uh, and I think this mukbang... Is something that I think a lot of people thought was, was going to show up and then maybe disappear, but it's been around. When's the first time you heard about mukbang? Um, it's coming up eight years now, and yeah. I, I kind of intentionally stayed away. Sure. You know, as a, as a we can put chef in quotes if mm-hmm. you'd like, but as, a, as someone that cooks professionally, the idea of, uh, you know, it's come a long way now, but sure. the, when it started out, it was basically just uh, a couple uni kids with way too much j a p a g e t t i in front of them. Okay, so basically, originally, the thought was, uh, hey, I'm going to eat a lot. Yeah. Was a simple thought. I'm going to stuff myself. Mm. So today I'm going to eat 20 jjajangmyeons or, you know, 10 ramyeons with 20 bowls of rice. This was the kind of thing is a, how much can I eat? Right. The amount was pretty much the challenge, right? Is it, I mean, do people actually, did they buy that? Well, you can't eat that much. I think in much. the beginning, because it was new, I think people were, wow, someone can eat that much? Or, or not only that much, but sometimes they would put a clock in front of them and uh, they would time it. 10 minutes, 
See, I finished it within nine minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was the kind of thing. You know, if you go to restaurants, once in a while you see like a food challenge, like a ramen restaurant where they give a huge ramen and you have to finish it in 10 minutes or uh, one of those spicy, spicy. challenges. I do, this, I do the spice I've thing. I've done those too yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've also gone to Japan to do a lot of these. But uh, I think that's where it kind of slowly moved into these challenges then. Not only, oh, I can eat a lot, but hey, can you eat this? Mm-hmm. My first real experience with mukbang was I was in a Japanese uh, restaurant and there was this girl with a, what do you call those sticks? A s- bong? <laughs> yeah. Selpong. Yeah. And she's got, uh, and she's talking into it, but she's eating by herself. Okay. And we are off, me and my girlfriends, uh, four of us at a table Uh, mm-hmm. on the other end of the restaurant. And I'm watching her and she's talking and she's waving and she's showing them the food. So I casually go over there and sit next to her. And she's like, yes, come here, come here. And I'm just literally, I've had just a couple of drinks, so I'm feeling happy. And she's like, I don't have a lot of viewers. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm doing a mukbang. Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes, there's only like five people, but, and I was like, why do you do this? And because I was interested in the reason why she was doing this. By the way, she was a very pretty girl, uh, made up, really nice. She looked like she was about to go to a club. And uh, so she was like, oh, I just do this once in a while when I'm bored. Club mukbang. I show them interesting food, you know, and and this is like a restaurant that most people can't afford to come to. So I want to show them the food. So, you know, I sat there for a while, said hello and ate a couple of gochis with her. And I guess uh, within the the three minutes I sat there, it went up to about 30-something people. And then I said bye. And and so that was my first experience. Yeah, now she's paying rent doing the same thing, (laughs) right? But as we were saying, it's come a long way, right? It has. It's developed. There's the content. You know, originally, I couldn't get into it because uh, it it was literally just 20 eggs in some rapoki. And I'm thinking... Rapoki is good when you're when you're hungover and you wake up and you're just like, I don't want to cook for myself. I don't want to move. I want a guy on a, a moped to bring me something to cure the ales. Uh-huh. But now, you know, you, you have people like going around to every taxi driver, the kisa shikdang mm-hmm. in, in, in Seoul or something like That's that. I think uh, it's called tema, but there's a theme to right, right. a lot of these mukbangs, right? Yeah. Like uh, person A. goes to, as you said, uh, I'm going to go to a kisa shikdang, or I'm going to go to a kimbap place, all the famous kimbap places, right, right. or I'm going to go to all the famous naengmyeon places and taste them all. Going beyond just the mukbang is even on just regular television, popular television, you see, I saw recently like a Kim Jong-guk, he and his friends went to an island and they went to all the uh, Pyongyang naengmyeon places or the naengmyeon places on the island. And so I think they had, like, they were saying there's eight places or something like that on this island. They went to all of them. Nice. One was closed. Kim g o m o went to Jeju-do and went to all the dampung places on that island, mm-hmm. on this one island. And so, and he's showing all the different kinds and how they taste different. But I think that's kind of like how the mukbangs are kind of doing it these days. You, you think I could start a mukbang where, totally. where I'm just going to, like... The difference between the, the sea urchin roe fresh out of the ocean from Amendo and comparing it to Tongyang. Or, or the ones that come straight out of the freezer in here. This, I bought this at the store for right, $5. Right. The other one I could see you doing is you being a foreigner and also with your Korean abilities and the fact that you can cook miraculously is you preparing your own really authentic menu and then uh, presenting it and then eating it. 
And I think people would be amazed by it. I think I, I, think I need a team for that. Yeah. And, well, and can, I forged this off of Mount Namsan. Out of, <laughs> yeah, that's, I, think, I think forging on Namsan is illegal technically, so I've never done that. Yeah. Ever. Well, in the playground in front of my house, there's these mushrooms that grow once in a while. And I always, I'm always like really wanting to go and pluck them. At least for the sake of the children, hoping that they won't pluck them and eat them. But um, in all seriousness, let's talk about some of the uh, really popular mukbangs that uh, are around these days. I'm actually a, slowly becoming a slight fan of Bentu. Bentu. Um, he's a sharp-looking kid. And the great thing that I notice about him is a lot of these people who start the mukbangs come out really slim. And then by episode 10, they've gained like 20 pounds. And so people say, oh, that's why they can do the mukbang, because they can eat a lot, right? But he stays in shape because of all the muscle he has. I guess all the food doesn't really go to his belly. And um, he has interesting themes. So the few themes that I've seen, uh, because he was featured on some television show, is for one, he brought a bunch of seafood from different parts of Korea, Mm -hmm. you know, and he brought them to, uh, and and a lot of it he cooks too. Uh, Not only does he just buy them and bring brings it to uh, the computer, but sometimes he will cook it or steam it or whatnot. But uh, I thought, wow, that's a lot of food, but also very expensive, Mm -hmm. you know. There was lobster, there was king crab, uh, there were uh, sea urchins, urchins, but, you know, um, anyways, very, very expensive that I can't even afford to have every day. You know, it's hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of food. But and, and at the same time, he was saying, oh, this is my first time eating um, lobster. And so he was having trouble op- like opening the shell. He was like, how do I do it? Oh, and he was Grab using all his strength. And, uh, and that's exactly what the listeners are saying. Get a hammer. Get, get a, a hammer. hammer. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it was cute because I noticed his comment and thinking, ah, maybe that's what it is. The listeners probably can't afford to have lobster every day. Probably couldn't afford to have seafood sent in from Jeju and Poang and Busan. Right, or maybe they just don't have the time to go to that island. Sure. And you're planning a trip to go to Jeju. You and I want to know what's the, interesting right, or how to eat or what to eat. Right, right, right. Um, uh, our producer pointed out, you know, some people, and th- this may get you, but if you really think about it, it could work. Obviously, it's summer. We have to reveal a lot. Girls have to go on a diet. Mm. And uh, it's hard to, like, not eat food after 6 p.m. I'm telling you, at 12 p.m., I get the cravings, right? Mm -hmm. But by watching the mukbang, it's like, I really want to eat. No, stop. Just watch him eat or watch her eat. I guess it could work. And sit there with like a, a biscuit or like a like drool, cracker. And then when <laughs> you fall asleep, fall asleep at your computer. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like torture. It probably is. But at the same time, it's better than regretting eating like a ramen and a half in or, the morning. Or just do it like Benza and then just, you know, hit the gym. Sweat it I certainly out. hope so. Yeah. Um, another interesting topic that he had had was bringing in uh, the most popular breads from around the country, so from really famous bakeries from different cities. And he brought them and he showed them and then uh, he tasted them and he kind of had like a World Cup of breads, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it was interesting the way he had had it. And I, I guess the listeners come up with interesting topics as well. They're not all created by him, but they tell him, I'd love to see you do this. Or I'd love to see you eat this. Or I'd love to see you 
go and taste this. So what's the ultimate goal then? You get some, some sponsorship after you have a certain number of viewers and, uh, you know, some restaurant in Singapore is paying for you to fly out and, and do a <laughs> tasting sure menu. I'm sure there are some people that do do that. Get me into that. Uh, but I think like a lot of people, uh, they have what's called toturi or like different kinds of monies or coins. And so they pay the BJ. Uh, BJ being the person who's actually, you know, presenting the contents. Yeah, and they say, oh, I like this show, or thank you, and they throw them 10 cents or 100 won or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's how they create uh, a profit. Uh, So far, I haven't seen a lot of them get so big in popular culture that they appear on a commercial or anything, but... Recently, as I was saying, a few of them have appeared on popular television and have gotten really big. Yeah, there was that guy that was going around to convenience stores and basically buying just like, you know, ready-made food out of the cold case and trying to show how to cook with it. Mm -hmm. You know, me myself, like, you remember when we, like 10 years ago, you'd open a package of ramen You just throw in the powder. One soup. That's it. And then you're, you're done. And now it's like you've got seven different options mm-hmm. and steps. You've got to put in this 80% reconstituted whatever at, you know, four minutes. And <laughs> are, are we cooking at that point? But people are getting ingenious these days with ramen. But I've got to say, you've got like about 10 steps ahead of them. That could be your next mukbang too, is one creative ramen per week. And yours are by far like you, no one can even so touch you, you. You've seen some of the, 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 the how to make your ramen betters that I throw down. Yeah. yeah uh, those are fun. Maybe just, just the picture itself is like beyond, you know. And so I always like them on your s and s when i see them but i'm thinking you could totally give some of those chefs a chase for their money they bring on famous chefs sometimes and ask them how can you uh can you make like a creative ramen just trump up a ramen they can't touch you Uh, dustin you've got them i think my 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 most ridiculous one is i uh i smoked uh, a set of pork bones and then aged them in salt salt cured for Mm -hmm. six months before boiling a broth for crazy boy and that was the yeah And then comes in my dog and eats it up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Kidding. No, s- <laughs> you know, you sit there and you're just like, this took seven months to make and, and you're done eating in three seconds. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let's talk about the direction mukbang may go. It's already been a good decade, it almost feels like. Yeah, Don't quote me. Up. But um, do you see it going in a different direction? More people definitely are doing it. I mean, you know how cynical I can be. Uh, and and I, was, I was joking with some, some people about how It could almost become a form of therapy within yeah. a number of years. Where Totally. Uh, That's where the dieting and, and whatnot take place. People, uh, I think, you know, when they watch TV, when they watch elaborate celebrities, when they watch mukbang, uh, they're kind of living vicariously through them right, in a right. sense. Yeah, living vicariously. And also, you know, the, you... You get to eat with someone. And now we have the, uh, what, is, what is it, the ASMR uh, Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, oh, <laughs> uh, which, is, which is more or less, it's, uh, it's just sounds. And, and originally it was mm. like little tappings mm. or, or a slow kind of cutting of hair, something that's... Yeah, we used sound, to listen to that, auditory... Right? Uh, Ocean waves mm-hmm. when you go to bed, something like right. that. But it's, it's a little bit more minimalist. Mm-hmm. And now we've taken it all the way to the mukbang. where you're just listening to people. Uh, well, our producer just pipes in. She's saying some people call mukbang shikbang, which means, you know, a, a higher form of eating and dining, you know, knowledge, eating. I guess this is what it means. Yeah, it's competitive. There's got to be more content. Mm. Uh, 
uh, like I said, let's keep our eye on where this movement is going. I don't see it disappearing anytime soon. Just the food. <laughs> That was Dustin Westa in the studio with us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good to see you. All right.